actually the one I've been waiting for, Brian, at 140 pounds because it's Teofimo Lopez, uh, Josh Taylor. Both of these guys got questions, but it's also a very big weekend for yourself. Yeah, because I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm definitely going to be there Thursday and Friday during fight week. At the actual fight, I may or may not be, but we're planning on having a post-fight show here on the channel. Uh, if you're listening to this, the audio version, which you probably are, uh, because we tend to put these on the audio version as opposed to the video version, we will have a post-fight live show uh, more than likely. And that'll be on the YouTube page, The Mandatory with Brian and Chantel, obviously, and follow us on social media at The Mandatory TKO for updates. But this is one of the biggest fights of the year. This is, to me, uh, one of the top three biggest fights we've had so far this year, but I think it's the closest. Like To me, Gervonta Davis-Ryan Garcia was like a 60-40 fight in mm -hmm. Gervonta Davis's favorite favor going in. Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko to me was like a 55-45 fight with Devin Haney being like a, a slight favor going in because I was kind of like, yeah, I think Haney's going to edge this one out. And he did, controversially, but he did. And this fight, this is the one that, as we're recording, I still don't know who I'm going to actually pick to win. Fun fact, I hit up Brian this morning, and usually we have a betting segment that will be coming out. And I was like, yo, I don't know how I'm betting because I don't know who I'm picking. Me neither. And I, and I, didn't, I didn't realize that I would be in that situation because for so long, I was like, I know who I'm betting for this fight. But now I don't. So you know what? Let's get right into it because there's lots of questions about Josh Taylor mm -hmm. and also about Teofimo Lopez. So let's get right into it. All right, Josh Taylor put in his belt on the line at 140, had to vacate a ton of belts. He hasn't been in the ring for a very, very long time. There's been a massive layoff. He's coming off a victory that is questionable because uh, a lot of people thought Jack Catterall won, like myself, and I thought that was a robbery. So the big question here is, Brian, what happens if Josh Taylor beats Teofima Lopez? What does that mean for him? And for people new to the channel, we tend to do this with the big fights. What happens if this person wins? What happens if this person wins? We just did it with Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. So you could expect this maybe twice next month, uh, depending on how things go. Josh Taylor, Teofimo Lopez is a massive fight. One that, as we're talking about this, as I mentioned in our cold open, I don't know how I'm picking this fight yet. But if Josh Taylor does win this, like the loser is just going to have a ton of questions and it would be kind of a devastating loss for either side because Josh Taylor, sneakily, 32 years old. And Teofimo Lopez already has the one loss against George Cambosos. Having a second loss within, what is that, a two-year period? Not great. And ultimately, I think if Josh Taylor wins this fight, we'll start with him. He's top two at 140, along with Regis Progre. Um, I think Subriel Matias is third. He's sort of the boogeyman in waiting, and we'll see what his next move is. But I think it's it. he and Regis Progre would remain the top two in the weight class. They had a fight before Josh Taylor got the win world boxing super series. A lot of people felt like that should have been a draw myself included. Um, and if you look at the contenders for what will be Josh Taylor retaining his WBO title, if you look at the contenders for the title beyond Teofimo Lopez, who's number one right now, you have Arno Barbosa. Is he going to fight him next? That's an easy fight to make top rank in house, all that stuff. Arno Barbosa is dying to get a title shot. Hasn't yet. Jose Ramirez, um, former champion, but 
already lost to Josh Taylor? Is that something that they're going to run back? It was a close fight on the cards, um, but the two knockdowns put it right in Josh Taylor's favor, perhaps rightfully so. You have Ergashev, you have Sandor Martin, you have Ryan Garcia. Richardson Hitchens is uh, outside of the top 10, but he's somebody who will be in the top 10 if he beats Montana Love uh, next month. But promotionally, are they going to make that fight? Is that a big enough fight that you can do a the zone ESPN sort of matchmaking there? I'm not sure. But ultimately, I think Arno Barbosa probably is the guy that Josh Taylor fights after this. But the Teofimo Lopez piece, Chantel, that is like a damning one. If he has a second loss here, is it not? All right. Well, I should probably get into what happens if Josh Taylor wins before we get into Teofimo Lopez. Um, because sure. <laughs> I think I should be able to answer that question, too. I tried to tee you up for the controversy. So that was not that was me not being a good teammate. I mean, that was. You know, you went to, what did you go to school for? Wow. <laughs> say, say, <laughs> people. I'm just joking. I'm playing. I did um, I've, I've been, I've been trying to, I've been getting on Brian all morning. Yeah, um, true. So here's what I think about Josh Taylor. And I got killed for saying this because there's a lot of Josh Taylor fans that go ham for him. But listen, I thought Jack Catterall kind of exposed him. And it didn't look like the Josh Taylor that we were used to seeing because, yo, he bodied Jose Ramirez. Like in that fight, and I'm a big Jose Ramirez fan. You know this, Brian. I go hard for Jose Ramirez. And I thought in that fight, it didn't look like the Jose Ramirez that we were used to seeing, but he was able to get two knockdowns. Jose Ramirez did not look good. Josh Taylor looked phenomenal. And then you take a look at his resume and you talked about it. You know, the two guys at the top of 140, definitely Regis Progray and Josh Taylor, if he wins this fight, because if Josh Taylor wins this fight, and regardless on, I thought Jack Catterall beat him, but listen, that's not what his record says. So he would have Regis Progre on his record. <laughs> he would have Jack Catterall on his record. He would have Jose Ramirez on his record. And then he would have Teofimo Lopez on his record. And I don't think we can knock the fact that he would be the best 140 pounder if he had that resume. If he yeah. has that resume, mm -hmm. he's the best at 140, no doubt about it. And he did hold all the titles at one point, had to vacate them. So that's what I think about Josh Taylor. I think it's a massive fight where if he beats Teofimo Lopez, then we just got to stop talking smack and just be like, yo, <laughs> he is the best. And you know what? He would have to be above Regis at that point because he would have the better resume. And you got to go by resume. Especially if he does this convincingly, right? Like yeah. there's some people, there's a faction of people who thought Sandor Martin beat Teofimo Lopez. There's a smaller faction of people that thought Vasily Lomachenko did as well. He did not. Yo, here's the thing, though. I did at first, but I went back and I rewatched the fight, and Teofimo Lopez won by one point. I had a 95-94. Yeah. yeah, so I went back and rewatched it, but the thing about it is Sandor Martinez is such a tricky fighter. Like, that was a tougher fight than Jose Pedraza, and people don't give Teofimo credit for that. So uh, that's the next question, Brian. Let's get right into it, right? What happens if Teofimo Lopez beats Josh Taylor? What does that mean for a guy like Teofimo Lopez? <sighs> If Teofimo Lopez wins this fight, it, it, it like I would want to see how he does it, right? Is it like squeaking one out like the Sandor Martin fight? Because then people are going to just blame it on home field advantage because at the end of the day, this is in New York City. He's from New York City. He's from Brooklyn. This is going to be at Madison Square Garden. Well, the theater at Madison Square Garden. Uh, I don't know why it's not at the big house, but whatever. But look, there's a lot of things there. First, in terms of the boxing piece of this, I think it cements Teofimo Lopez as the best at 140, perhaps other than Regis Progray, because he would beat Josh Taylor if he, especially if he does it in like a 
unanimous decision or even if it's a stoppage, which I suppose is possible because, look, Teofimo Lopez hasn't looked very explosive. Uh, last time we saw him, he didn't. And I think that he could again. If he does, he will return as one of the most explosive fighters in the sport, which he was not last time out. But that's the reputation that he's had um, leading up to at least the Vasily Lomachenko fight. And the interesting thing here is that would he leave top rank? Because he sort of hinted at this. He's hinted that this would be his last fight, but then Teofimo Sr. had to had to play cleanup and say, listen, man, this is a direct quote. Listen, man, people say things in a moment. We're going to fight with top rank until our contract is over with, which is like less than a year. So I think we are going to have one more fight or two more. We have a contract, so we have to fight. He understood that what he said was wrong. So it appears that at least for the time being, Teofimo Lopez will remain at top rank, which then opens the door for... I gave you the 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 contender sort of rankings. Arnold Barbosa is there. Jose Ramirez is there. There's some interesting fights there. However, there could also be a rematch with Josh Taylor, from what I understand, right? There's yeah. a there's a rematch clause for this fight if Josh Taylor loses. Which, like, that's smart for Josh Taylor to have, right? Because coming into this fight, I think Josh Taylor. Actually, Teofimo Lopez has more to lose if he loses this fight. Way more to lose because Coming into this fight, I think there's more questions about him, especially when you take a look at that Sandro Martin fight. Now, I think he won. He edged it out. At first, I didn't, as I mentioned. However, at the end of that fight, what was the biggest story? Him asking his team if he still had it. Like, there was doubt in Teofimo Lopez's face. And that's the thing. It's Half of it is the mental battle. I mean, we've had boxers on this show uh, recently, Heather Hardy. And she was talking about how, listen, a lot of it is mental. Yeah. And... Coming into this fight, I think Teofimo Lopez knows how much is riding on it. If he doesn't have a good performance, what are we going to be saying about him next? And then I think he automatically falls out of like the top five at 140. But here's the thing. If he does beat Josh Taylor, we'll have to really take Teofimo Lopez a little bit seriously. I think he has a lot of haters. I think a lot of people don't believe in him. But this is a guy that beat Nakatani, knocked out Richard Comey, and... Listen, he convincingly beat Lomachenko. Devin Haney didn't. Teofimo Lopez did. Like, let's give the man some credit. And regardless of how you saw that Sandor Martin fight, which is a tougher fight than Jose Pedraza, he's 2-0 at 140 pounds. Like, we have to talk about that as well. He had a reign at 135. So I think we got to start putting some more respect on Teofimo Lopez's name. If he gets this victory against Josh Taylor automatically one of the best at 140 we got to start talking about him again and then i think it sets up a fight possibly with you know jose ramirez uh which i think would be a big fight or maybe jose ramirez and arnold barbosa jr fight to see you know whoever wins that when gets the winner of josh taylor or teofimo lopez but i think there are some really good fights there he's still under the top rank banner so big fights can get made and depending on if he decides to stay or not after, we'll see. But I think he has to get this victory first. But if he doesn't and he has two L's, I think there's some issues there for Teofimo Lopez. Because then we're talking about, well, Sander Martin wasn't convincing. Like, mm -hmm. is his power translating at 140? Mm -hmm. And there's those questions there. So I think it's a bigger and more important fight for Teofimo Lopez. And hey, it's a good thing there is a rematch clause. Um you know, but that's more for Josh Taylor because <laughs> if he loses, yo, know, he's gonna activate that clause. And then Teofimo Lopez will have to beat him again, and that's gonna be interesting. I presumably 
this is why Ana Barbosa and Jose Ramirez should just fight, right? Yeah. But presumably, uh, that would be Heisman night because they're fighting in June. If there's a rematch, it would be in December, is my guess, unless Josh Taylor wants to take another 16 months off. Kidding. Um, look, Teofimo Lopez, as you said, the only person to beat Vasily Lomachenko convincingly. I think that's something worth noting. Vasily Lomachenko has three losses. One of them is bullshit. And then you have the Devin Haney one, which is controversial. Um, but the Salido one is just straight up bullshit. This this guy, Teofimo Lopez, and this is why this fight, this fight is so hard to handicap. He's an underdog, which we're going to get into more in our betting preview. And it's like, what, Te what Teofimo Lopez are we going to get is the biggest question going into this fight. Are we going to get the guy who smartly sort of outboxed, outmatched Vasily Lomachenko, beat him to the punch, and was able to control most of that fight? Or are we going to get the guy who was overly emotional, didn't really follow a game plan, and just tried to knock out George Cambosos to the point where George Cambosos made him look pretty stupid and then beat him by a split decision? I'm going to make you hold that thought for a second because I want to go back to the George Cambosos Jr. fight. Despite the fact that he had a terrible game plan, just thought he could walk in there and knock him out. I think we also have to take into consideration like all the mental stuff he's going that's going on with him outside the ring. And I don't think we give Teofimo Lopez enough credit to like be going through all that stuff outside the ring. We know that his relationship with his dad has been kind of tumultuous since he's really rose to fame. And then you also think about the fact that, you know, the issues that he has going on with his girl, his family, and then to come back in the ring, beat Pedro Campa, <laughs> right? He moved up a division uh, beat Sander Martin, whether you think he beat him or not. And I think mental strength, like a lot of us are like here talking a whole bunch of smack, but I don't think we would be able to do that. Like, I know I probably wouldn't be, I probably would be a mess. You know what I mean? I'm, you know, and I listen, uh, Brian knows I'm a robot, but I think we don't Sometimes. give him, <laughs> I think the mental toughness part is totally different. Like yeah. Teofimo Lopez has been through stuff, dude. And so I give him the edge there against a guy like Josh Taylor, <laughs> right? Not, like, not to say Josh Taylor hasn't been through shit. No, but like, I think all boxers to some degree have, but I yeah. get what you're saying. Yeah. But like, it hasn't been out of the media like that. Like Teofimo Lopez is dealing with so much more scrutiny than Josh Taylor is. And so mm -hmm. that has to be taken into consideration because we're just like, yo, what's going on with him? He doesn't look right. Like probably because like things are going on outside the ring. And when those things are a factor in your life, it changes things. So I think we have to give Teofimo Lopez a little bit of grace because the things that he's achieved, all these people that are talking smack, I doubt you could achieve what he has. And so that's the thing. Like we could be boxing fans and we could just talk about, oh, this guy didn't have a good performance, but I like to see you try to do what he does. Those are just facts. I think the story is interesting if he does win this fight, even though it may just lead to a rematch, but Listen, if Teofimo Lopez beats Josh Taylor again, this is somebody who was undisputed in this weight class. Vasily Lomachenko was the best at 135 when Teofimo Lopez beat him. So we're going to have an interesting conversation yeah. about Lopez going forward if he were to beat this fight and do so convincingly. Like if it's at least eight to four, even if it's a stoppage, which the odds for that are crazy, but we'll get more into that on the, on I the think betting it, portion. Yeah. Okay. Tomorrow. You know what? I was going to say, I think I know how the fight's going to end. I just don't know who I'm going to go with. We'll save that for the betting portion of this yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. Uh, remember, if you like the video, if you like the content, uh, hit that like and subscribe button. If you have already, we appreciate you. If you're listening to this on the audio version, uh, make sure to hit that rate and review. Give us that five star. But most importantly, we want to hear your comments.
What do you think happens if Josh Taylor wins? Who would you like to see him fight? Do you think Teofimo Lopez also beats Josh Taylor? And what do you think about the whole mental aspect? We want to hear from you because here at the mandatory, of course, uh, you know, this is an interactive show. So thank you so much for rocking with us. And we'll be back with some more content this week. Also, Brian, uh, going to be at a lot of the pressers. So we're going to have some really dope content for you this week. Thanks so much for rocking with us. And uh, we'll be back with some more fight stuff later this week. Yeah.